Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Who Are You and What Do You Do? Per usual, I am your host, Chris Golian, and today I'm joined by Chief Building Official Cliff Calloway. Cliff, glad that you could make it. I'm happy to be here, Chris. Go ahead, sir. So we'll get things started. The usual question, uh, you know, what's your educational background? I uh, actually went to high school in Wadsworth, so I've been in Medina County all my life, and I graduated in 1978 and went on to Akron U for a few years and, and, and studying in business. And then uh, after that, I actually did some studies for fire uh, technology. They had a nice program there, and I got a certification to do fire inspections. Well, there's there's quite a few former Akron Zips in the city of Brunswick, so you you, you have a strong alumni network around the city office. But but fire in, inspection now, what what exactly does that entail? What's that program like? It was a, a really good program that led me on later in life to be a, to work for the Brunswick Building Department. So the education that I got, uh, I learned a lot about fire sprinkler systems. And which I still use that knowledge today. And the way buildings are built with fire safety and uh, emergency lights, exit lights. Uh, I learned a lot about uh, how to exit a building and, you know, and during an emergency, you know, proper uh, what we call exit egress that every building should have. And it's one of the things we do and when we do plan reviews for new commercial buildings and uh, inspections. Okay, so you kind of alluded to it there, but, uh, you know, which that program led you to the to work for the city of Brunswick. Uh, how long have you worked for the city of Brunswick? I've been here since 1990. I started out in uh, the city of Stowe as a part-time a fire inspector there and a part-time building inspector for the city of Stowe. And then I went from there to Stark County as a just a building inspector. And uh, a gentleman named Tex Combs called me one afternoon when I was working for the Stark County and wanted to know if I want an interview up here in Brunswick. And I said, I certainly do. I wasn't ups- or disappointed with my job so much where I was, but I wanted to stay within Medina County. So, and you talked about working for Stark County there. How does that vary from working for a, a city specifically versus working for the county? Well, Chris, how much time do we have? As much as we need. <laughs> okay, so uh, there's a huge difference. Uh, when I was in uh, Stark County, and it's a very good question, Chris, and most people don't realize this, but when I was in Stark County as a building inspector, we only did building inspections. So when the phone rang, it was to schedule an inspection for a building. Okay, that's fine and dandy, okay? There's no zoning. We didn't, we weren't involved with zoning. We weren't involved with property maintenance. When I say zoning, I'm talking about maybe zoning for a, you know, what are the uh, zoning districts for, and, and, and codes for putting up a new sign and this and that. It was strictly doing building inspections. Uh, it wasn't, you know, where we go on someone's property because there's a property maintenance violation like we do here today in, in Brunswick. They're, they're city and, and, and counties uh, different that way. 
Yeah, and that's that's kind of interesting. You think that it, there wouldn't be such a stark difference, but obviously there is, and pun intended, I guess, with the stark difference, Stark County. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I you know I try, Cliff, but that's good. So, Cliff, your official title is Chief Building Official. Now, what exactly does that entail? Uh, well, basically, I work with the other guys in the building department and our staff. Uh, with uh, issuing permits, uh, doing inspections. Uh, we oversee a lot of new projects, uh, as you know, Chris, especially here recently with the, with the new Myers, which went very nice. Uh, and and uh, we do inspections for uh, residential projects as well as commercial. And uh, so we, I oversee all that, you know, I send out plans to get reviewed. You know, once they get re, uh, reviewed and approved, I contact uh, the uh, uh, applicant, okay, and uh, let them know. So there's like a review processes that I oversee, and there's a lot of stages to that, and we got to follow through and do a good job so we can issue the permit in a timely manner. So, and we do property maintenance inspections, and and uh, I oversee a lot of that type of work and work with the staff to make sure uh, we're doing a, a, a great job in the city to to reduce any blightening situations, you might say. Okay, so as you talk about these inspections, so what are, what all goes into those? What are you inspecting necessarily, um, whether it be for a business or for, you know, just a residential property? Um, first of all, uh, safety first. Sort of, sort of thing. We want to make sure the building is safe when we're going through it. We look for uh, for how how it's built according to the approved set of building plans stamped by a Ohio architect engineer. So our goal is to work off those prints and make sure the builder build built uh, the building accordingly. And the same with residential. You know, it's not as stringent with residential because, you know, uh, you don't need an architect to draw a residential plan. But we still have to meet what's called the Ohio Residential Code, all the requirements for that code. So we, we make sure that the framing's put together properly and bearing walls are, 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 are built properly to bear weight, um, the electricals. Uh, and, and HVAC plumbing is all uh, installed to meet code, so we inspect for those things. And uh, basically, uh, for commercial, we work off that blueprint. You know, the old blueprint it used to be blue. Okay, <laughs> so like I was saying, that uh, they were called blueprints at one time because they, if you remember, if you ever seen an old blueprint, they're blue. And they're and today we just call them build a set of building plans. But we make sure we follow what's on those plans, make sure that the contractor's doing things to meet today's uh, code in the Ohio building code. Interesting in, in a lot of different ways just because is there a lot of variability between the business and residential side of things? You said it's a little bit less stringent. Um, you know, what makes it a little bit less stringent exactly? Well, whenever you, uh, that's a good question, Chris, but whenever you got public involved, we go into a little different avenue for safety. You know, we make sure fire extinguishers are installed. Matter of fact, I'm sitting in this room with you, and I see that yours is there and it's tagged properly. Good job. 
things like that, you know, because we know the public's in there in masses, okay? And it all depends, like, uh, what we call what, what type of use it is in the commercial business. There's different uses, like it uh, could be an assembly where there's a gathering of people. That's a little bit more stringent and might require a fire uh, sprinkler system. Or it could be a business type of use group where the amount of people in there is limited and you're not uh, gathering, it's not gonna be a big gathering of people so much. It's, it's more of a, a business that might not need a sprinkler system. So, so the codes are a little bit more lax. It all depends on what we call what use group it is. There's all different kind of use groups. Like, uh, for example, Myers is a uh, what we call M for mercantile use group. That's where you go purchase. They sell goods to us, to the general public, and basically you get rung up and you pay for it there. That, that's a that's a more of a mercantile type use. Then we get into institutions like a hospital, and they have their own special codes that we have to go by. So it all changes depending on what's in that building. That's that's kind of fascinating, me, but also makes me feel good as somebody who you know is in and out of these places that it's there's no sort of catch-all. It is individually based depending on what you're doing and the size and you know, what would be your reason for being in that space? That's very um, true. I but had no idea that there were so many different uh, categories, but like I said, that makes sense and makes me feel a little bit extra safe. Uh, you've also referenced uh, different permits. Uh, what exactly are some of the things, uh, you know, you don't have to go through every single one, but what are the common things that people require permits for? Okay, uh, Chris, when you say people, I think you might be uh, meant, uh, thinking about residents first. Correct. Okay. Um, oh, a good example, swimming pool, uh, a permit, you know, a, a permit for a new roof, permit to change your HVAC, a permit maybe to do your hot water tank. And, and those are like your general, what we call minor permits. They're not, they're not extensive, but yet... Uh, the code still feels uh, feels like the you know, Ohio resident, residential code still there's still meaning that there's still importance to it where we should do an inspection and, and have a permit because we see a lot of things that, at times we catch that could be a life safety issue you know for example flu not being hooked up correctly in a furnace well that's not good or uh, a swimming pool that's uh, not wired per the National Electric Code. Well, that's not good because, you know, people can die in a swimming pool. And, it's, and, and we get a lot of questions, well, why does it cost me so much to do the electric for this swimming pool? It shouldn't be that hard. I should just be able to plug it in. Well, unfortunately, there, there's a lot of protection built into swimming pool uh, wiring uh, in the National Electric Code that are... Electrical inspector Kirk looks out for us that way, you know, makes sure uh, we don't want any hazards, you know, if we can prevent them. And it's it's a pretty easy process. Uh, definitely, if you need a permit, uh, a great place to go is, you know, the city website, brunswick.oh.us, a shameless plug for uh, the city website, but even more information there about that process. And even if you have questions, you know, who to contact, 
obviously this is very detailed work and you know it's very obvious that you have a passion for it so what got you interested in being involved with this aspect of building well one thing led to another when i was in college going through that program for the fire technology at akron U. i got to know the main instructor there and i was kind of intrigued with all his knowledge on what went into a building and uh and uh be honest with you, I wasn't that interested in pursuing a business degree. So I worked in uh, with in that uh, category of things, and it kind of led me to public service. Uh, to be frank with you, and uh, probably the best move I ever made. You know, like I, I look back, and it was and it's been really good to me. And uh, and I think if you're passionate about being a public servant, then it'll work out for you. If you're not, I feel it won't work out for you. I think that that's really true, and obviously, you know, with your experience, that's that's means even more. One thing that I I have to ask because there are so many different codes and regulations, how do you keep all of these things straight? And that always fascinates me. The more people that I talk to within the city, and and how do you keep those organized, whether on yourself or just even in your mind? Through uh, continuing education, that helps. You know. Things change, uh, Chris. As you know, it uh, you get used to learning uh, codes a certain way, then five years later, it changes on you. And um, as time goes on, you know you still have in the back of your mind it's the way it used to be, and you catch yourself, you know, before you tell somebody wrong. So basically, I, I, I keep the code books handy, so. I don't try to rely on my memory as much, you know. I go to that code section, you know. It happens a lot, you know. You, you try to memorize the code, and I think that's a mistake. You know, uh, I've had guys we've hired, you know, to do building inspections, and they'll go out and disapprove something because that's not what they learned in the trades. And I, and I would ask them, I, said, I, would, I would confront them. I, I said, but is that the same in the code? Don't don't forget, you're not in the trade anymore. You're a code official, you, and uh, so we go around and around a little bit, you know, and uh, sometimes he's a little upset with me, but I you now I tell him, you know, the code is a minimum standard. Just because you did a higher standard in your trade doesn't mean it's wrong. So it, it's a little tricky at times, but it's it's it keeps you uh, on your feet, keeps you on your toes. Yeah, well, I'm thoroughly impressed because I, I know that that would be difficult for myself, and uh, keeping them handy is probably the, the best practice. So, Cliff, we'll try to wrap things up here with this question. This is something that I try to ask everyone because I'm always very curious of the answers. Uh, what do you enjoy most about your job? What are you know What is an aspect that is your favorite? Well, one of the things, I like pets. And a lot of times I'm in a home inspecting, I get to meet a pet. <laughs> Boy, that's an, an underrated part of the job. I, I was not thinking of that answer at all, but pulling a fast one on me there. Well, yeah, it is, you know, because I'm kind of joking, but I'm not, you know. Just the other day, you know, I was at a house, and I, I got to meet the homeowner, and we talked and stuff, and got to meet his pets. And it, it, it's entertaining, you know. We used to go out and do inspections, and we'd come back, and I talked to the electrical inspector. He goes, you see that dog out there? He goes, yeah, you mean taps? So we give him these special little nicknames, you know, because the dog would be sitting there tapping on his toes. And That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, you know, uh, to get down to it, though, what I really like is I, I really like to help people when I can. 
You know, I think it's important as a public official, not always to be uh, so much in the, what can I do to help somebody, you know, meet the code that might not know how to, how to get there themselves. You know, it's not enjoyable for me to tell someone, you know, you're in violation. You didn't get approved today. It's important to me how you say it and not what you say. That's really true, especially in in this instance of things. You know, people want to make these improvements or these upgrades, and so I, I think that's really true. Thanks for coming on, Cliff. It was a good conversation. I appreciated it, and I'm glad to have learned more about the building department and another aspect of it. Check out this episode of Who Are You and What Do You Do on bat.vibe.com as well as various other podcasting platforms. Until next time, see everybody. Thank you.